Hello, and we say a fantastic day to each and every one of you. We are the Pleiadian Council. It is a gift, a pleasure, an honor to be able to connect with you and establish this connection with your world. We thank you for allowing us to meet you, for it opens a bridge between our realities that allows us both to grow and understand more of all that is and connect deeper with Source. So we extend our thanks to you first and foremost. We hope to support you today in your changing, evolving world and answer the questions you may have as well. So the title of this transmission is Values of the Heart. And it is a sort of pun. It is speaking both of the values you hold in your heart and the value of your heart. So where do we start? The value of your heart is perhaps what is first and foremost, the most important. In your world, you have lived in many ways where you prioritize productivity, output, so on and so forth. To some extent, doing so has led many people (coughs) to live a life of seeking material gains or seeking an expansion of their reputation, becoming more well-known, becoming more accepted and celebrated by others at the expense of their own heart. And this is true even of those you might consider artistic or creative to some extent. You have seen some who succeed so well, nonetheless feeling unhappy. And this is why big things need to change in your world. And there's an increasing amount of individuals learning that you don't need to sacrifice what is important for you and what expands your own sense of love in order to gain and expand financially or materially. As your world shifts, it is going to become easier and easier to do this. This is because your world is shifting to become more love-based. As some of you have heard, you are coming to live in a more fifth dimensional world. The fifth dimension refers mostly to this frequency of unconditional love. This unconditional love is the essence of creation and all that is. And when you move beyond the limitations of the third physical dimension and the fourth dimension of time, and you come to the fifth dimension where time is less limiting, this experience of unconditional love flows into your being so much more. And As your world shifts to be more attuned to this vibration, it is unconditional love that is going to be your primary resource. When you feel this love, you are in deeper connection with source. And when you feel this love, you enter into the flow state. 
this is what we have been sharing with you for so long about the formula and others have been sharing with you about the same formula of enacting your highest passion to the best of your ability without insisting on an outcome. Another way of saying this is allowing the feeling of love and expansion in your heart to be what motivates your actions while using your mind to the best of your capability in all of the ways that you can, applying your intelligence at every level, and then being open to everything that happens, celebrating all of it for the lessons that it may bring you. And this is what is sure to expand you spiritually, but also bring you to attract more things that resonate with that frequency of unconditional love. You are part of this shift. You have to understand that these things don't happen on their own. It is happening because many people are choosing to create this shift. There are other parallel realities of Earth where this is not taking place. You are choosing to be on this parallel reality of Earth where it is taking place at this moment. But you can make a different choice if you would like. Sometimes you diverge from that path a bit. And it is important to remember to remain steadfast in letting your love guide you. You will also have to attest to and testify for your experience of what it's like when love guides you. For the synchronicity and the coincidence and the magic doors that open up when you choose to let this love guide you. By making this experience more real and confirming it for others, you will have more people who are open to this idea and this understanding. So the other way of seeing this title, the values of the heart, is that your heart's values create your experience. And all of you, in a deep way, know what it is you want in your heart. However, the mind's values can undermine the heart's values. So you have to do the work of sorting through the difference between what you think you want and what you actually want. There is some distinction between wants and needs, but to many extents, you do use the word want in your English language to just to define actual needs. Remember that the need for self-expression and the need for relationship are genuine needs. They are not artificial or made-up needs at all. So, in your heart, you know the way that you want to express yourself and the ways that you want to connect with others. And the mind may have learned many stories from your society and from your families about what you are supposed to want. And the energetic 
incongruence between what you value in your heart and what you value in your mind creates many distortions and is what brings you often into states of indecision and confusion. It's when you allow the mind to follow the heart that you create this energetic congruence and you allow things to flow more effortlessly. So if you are ever in that state of confusion, you have to allow yourself to witness in which ways are my mind's definitions of what I need not really reflective of what I know I need at a deeper level. Because in your heart, you do know. And oftentimes you have stories that you tell yourself that cause you to doubt your own feeling in your heart. This isn't to say that every feeling is correct. Every feeling is valid. Every feeling needs to be witnessed and investigated. But no, not every feeling is correct. Though the feeling of love is always guiding you to expand. And this is the primary emotion of the heart. The heart may be limited and constrained by the negative emotions, but none of those negative emotions that you feel affect your heart originate within the heart. The heart is self-healing. The heart is self-regulating. The pain that you feel around your heart only comes from the mind. And by learning how to bring the mind to bow to the heart, to listen to the heart first, you will find energetic alignment. This is why in your world, you have to lay down flat to sleep every night. Because when you do, your head, which is so often above your heart, is at the same level as your heart. And when this happens, it allows for that balance and equilibrium to take place. It allows you to be able to let these two centers even out. And you will notice that as you are drifting off to sleep and when you're waking up are often the times in which you're most deeply connected with your true inner feeling. Oftentimes when the story of your life begins again as you wake up, you disconnect from these things very much. And this is why having that morning practice and ritual is so important for you. It's so important because it allows you to spend more time in that state of deep connection with yourself. So allow yourself to recognize the values in your own heart. You know them already, and all you have to do is bring that illusionary story that you have chosen to believe and deconstruct it. As you do that, the values of your heart will shine forward. And when you understand the values of your heart, the value of your heart will magnify. When you know what it is you need, in a deep way, and you let unconditional love guide you into experiencing it, your whole energy will change and you will become much more attractive. We mean attractive to those things that you intend to bring in, but also attractive to other people.
And when you are in that flow of great unconditional love, many people will be drawn to that. They will flock to that. And we know that some of you have said to us before that some people don't like this energy of unconditional love that I exude. And that's because they're not the people that are meant to receive it. This unconditional love energy will push away those who are mentally unwilling to accept the release of their own constructed and limiting stories that prevent them from feeling unconditional love more of the time. In order to experience this unconditional love, one has to actively deconstruct their belief systems that are based in fear. And this involves focus and it involves confrontation. So when you exude this energy to those people who are very stuck, you will be repulsive and that is to your benefit. You have to come to understand that that is to your benefit because those people will not come with you into these higher octaves of unconditional love. So if you are exuding an energy of unconditional love and you are doing what you love and somebody is energetically repulsed by that and they don't like that, then let that be what happens and walk past them. Some of you fall into the pattern of trying to convince these other people that this love energy is trustworthy and what you're doing is valid, but you don't need to convince anyone. Remember when you're really in that flow of love, you will simply energetically bring towards you those who are ready to receive it and you will repel those who are not. And that is the mechanic and you don't have to convince. There's none of that. So open yourself to the natural process of those you draw in and those you send away. And when you celebrate more of the energies that come towards you, more and more and more of these energies will come towards you. And then, yes, you can choose that perhaps if you are experiencing much passion for some form of creativity or some form of healing and you share it with others, then you put a price tag on it and you allow that to be what supports you in expanding in your world. And others of you will find that you have many different sorts of passion and some avenues of passion allow you to support yourself and some of them allow you to make other sorts of connection that are equally valid forms of abundance and important in your expansion of self. So many of these themes are very much in line with the program that we have brought through through this channel and has been partnered with a very smart human who has studied many teachings in your world that are helpful for you when it comes to manifesting and working with these concepts of value and exchange of energy. So if this is something that you feel a resonance with, maybe you would be interested in this program, perhaps. And if not, that is also perfect. We thank you for allowing us to share this message with you today at this moment of your time. And we ask you now, in which ways can we be of service to you by supporting you with, with questions, comments, sharings, whatever you would like to speak today? You are now welcome to do so.
Hello, Pleading Council. Hello and welcome, yes. Oh, thank you so much for this transmission. Um, so sure, thank you as well. Thank you. Um, so the on the what you were just talking about with regard to people who may not be quote unquote ready for um the kind of love or energy that we might be exuding. So I have a question for you about someone who's very close to me who it it kind of vacillates between him being receptive to that and then there's moments where he's not and i can i can sense the contraction on his part and part of me wants to um be available and hold space for that to allow him to to under uh, to to come to his own um understanding of that and I'm just wondering what your advice might be or what your thoughts is about how much do we hold space for others while they are um, progressing in their own and evolving in their own time and and space and we still want to stay connected with that person well the most important variable here is how willing the other person is to have space held for them Mm. Because that form of attention can feel very nurturing when it is wanted, and it can be very repulsive when it is not wanted. Yeah, I'm finding that it's a little bit of both sometimes. (laughs) So So it's a matter of attuning in the moment. Are they willing to have space held for them now? And when they're not, detach and allow them to be in their shell, in their cocoon, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, that, that makes sense. So it's, so it's my own, so I'm fine that I'm learning then how to be more aware and present of someone else's, um, what their energy might be. So it's, I'm fine that I'm, I'm learning. It, it comes with some, um, hurtful times, <laughs> but, um, I'm fine that I'm learning, um, more about myself through that. Yeah. So, for that guidance what aspect of it is hurtful um because it sometimes feels um hurtful when i feel shut out or closed off or um uh that the person is withdrawing whereas there's many times when the person is very connected and and very open and um but then there might be a, another time where it swings the other way and it's, it's inconsistent. And so it yes. swings the other way. It feels hurtful when that person withdraws and retracts and, and compresses, but I can feel it. I can sense it. And I try to talk about it, but it's that person's not ready to talk about it. So I, I then stop talking about that. Remember that rejection is redirection. So when this person steps out of connection, the invitation is for you to connect deeper with yourself, knowing that that unconditional love is there, whether or not that other person is attuned to it with you or not. And you can accept that this person's inconsistency is part of stories that they tell themselves still of needing to protect themselves Mm -hmm. they may not 
think of it in those terms, but when they contract, they are at a certain level protecting themselves. Mm -hmm. And so by attempting to enter their space when they are in mode of protection might agitate them more. So accept their belief in this false level of protection while knowing that it is false, knowing that when they are open is when it is most productive to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So you might, in those moments in which they're open and flowing with love, talk about those times that they contract. But in the times that they contract, saying you're contracting now, do you want to do something about it, is only going to make them contract more. Yes, that makes absolute sense. <laughs> and I have faltered there before. So yes, that makes absolute sense. Um, yes, I appreciate that. Thank you, Pleading Council. Oh, thanks to you as well. Your guidance. Hello, good morning to you. I'd like to ask a question. Yes. Um, It's about how's the world doing at the moment? Um, How do you see our current timelines and possible futures and um for example there is one uh channeler who says there's going to be some kind of fungus and another lockdown on the planet so these kind of things how do you see our timelines and our future at this time globally oh everything is very exciting right now (laughs) there won't necessarily be another lockdown Though in the future, you might experience uh, other levels of fear around the idea of dis-ease. What will be very interesting in these times relates to the continued idea of the war taking place. You will likely experience in the next month very big things happening in that development. And it will eventually lead to perhaps more involvement of other nations and an eventual victory of those who are, by most definitions, the victims in this circumstance. Though this will cause some disruption, certainly, during the first phase of this, and it will lead to then more openness yet to come. Now you are seeing gradual levels of disclosure of extraterrestrial life. And it is again coming through in very fear-based ways. It is not making the headlines, but it is taking place. And your world is making you gradually more and more accustomed to this notion of extraterrestrial life, making it something that is more commonplace, though it is coming through that filter of the way your media presents everything of fear. So recognize it as a good thing, despite the fear-based filter, and know that you are in this progressing wave moving you towards open contact. 
What else? What else is happening in your world? Many things, many things, certainly. There are going to be many changes in the country you know as the United States. It is important that those who live in this place pay very close attention and that they do not listen to the stories that they are told because there will be increasing stories of distortion that make them feel justified in actions their government is taking. The increasing level of division in this place could potentially escalate. This is a sort of stage for a large release from negative and constricting belief systems and energies. Those who on any level believe that fighting oppressors or bigots or whoever it is, is useful, will find that all they are doing is adding to the tension. There needs to be a deeper integration of the understandings of nonviolence because both governments and civilians of this nation have the potential to escalate the expression of violence at this time in ways that will be very limiting and causing massive waves of distortion in their country and across the planet. Great, thank you. Have you any comments on the financial system, different currencies and how our lives might be affected? We're still anticipating a dip followed by a return this summer. A dip of all currencies? Yes. Um, there have been a couple of banks collapsing with rumors that they will all collapse. Do you think uh, something's going to happen with these banks? <clears throat> there will be more collapses. They won't all collapse. And travel, uh, international travel is going to be okay for the, for the rest of this year? Countries in proximity to China might be more restricted. Okay, Cambodia will be okay, you think? The area around here? Good to make sure your documents are in order if you leave. Okay. Uh, document, you mean passport, or you talk about other documents? Okay. Okay, thank you very much. Guaranteed, there's variables. It's a 50 60 chance. Say that again? It isn't guaranteed there are variables, but there's a 50 50 chance that there might be more restrictions. It, it, when you say around China, is this because China will be seen to have some infectious disease or something? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yes.
Hello, Palladian Council. Hello, welcome, yes. Uh, I would like to ask uh, why uh, the general uh, Dante uh, does not have uh, more uh, views on YouTube and uh, more attention globally. Why is that? Why? Yes. Well, perhaps people are not sharing it enough. We don't know. Uh, the channel because... has exactly what the channel needs in a way at this moment. There are certain factors, such as the limitations of many of these platforms in relation to types of content that they restrict. Therefore, it holds back the potential from some of these videos from going viral. Because I find uh, your content very useful and I wonder why more people are not the same way, find it so useful. Many people do. Mm-hmm. Though there are also many people in your world who are more addicted to fear-based messages. So channels who bring through fear-based messages will often get much more attention than channels who do not. And there are also some fears that certain people project not towards us, but towards the channel. Belief systems based upon their own cultural conditioning. So you could say that in some ways, the channel is more controversial than some of the other beings bringing through messages. And do you think this will change in the following years? Yes. And I believe it will do the same with the disclosure, UFO disclosure, right? Yes. Okay. No, cool. we encourage all of you, if you think that the channel should be more known, one of the best things you can do is to share this in groups on social media and forums and so on and so forth, where these sorts of ideas are discussed and there are many who are interested in it. Because that is the most powerful way for anything to grow is through the word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I'm doing some some lectures, usually a couple of times a year, regarding the uh, following your your passion. And yes. I find find it very uh, challenging to describe it to to ordinary people, uh, and and convince them that it makes sense to follow your passion. <laughs> Well, remember, there's no convincing. There's only proving. And you prove this to others by being an example of what happens when you follow your own passion. So 
don't try to convince anyone. Recognize that the proof will be your lived experience of the magical life you create when you follow your own passion and follow the next steps of the formula as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's that's also uh, my my challenge to get enough uh, proof for myself to that well, it works. Proof is at a mental level of yes, the physical mind, and the physical mind can become an ally only when it learns to follow the heart. So the most tangible experience of being living evidence of the formula is to enact it. And the heart will come to know this before the mind will come to know this. Many of you feel this frequency of unconditional love and great empathy come through simply in listening to this message. So recognize that you need to let that heart energy become more powerful than the mind energy. The heart has the most powerful electromagnetic field of the body. But for many of you, you put more attention to your head than you put to your heart. By drawing more attention and focus to your heart, you make yourself a better conduit for the formula. And you make yourself a better conduit for source energy to flow through you. Then your life will change and this energy will exude from you and you will be the proof and you won't have to mentally convince anyone because the mind cannot comprehend it as much as the heart can know it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I get fascinated by uh, making uh, ego contracts uh, that is... Uh, this idea Bashar is uh, spreading. Uh, can you <clears throat> speak more about this idea? Making what contracts? Uh, some contracts with the ego that uh, uh, when ego will be more quiet and allow me a better connection to my heart, then uh, I will... Uh, <laughs> uh i will understand it more i i i'm uh, uh, i i don't understand this concept <laughs> very well okay. but uh, it seem sounds to me very interesting well we'll translate this concept in a different way because we're not familiar with the specific teaching you're talking about though we do understand the ego, and we would see this more as the sense of self. So the sense of self is helpful, but the sense of self becomes unhelpful when it is limited. So a positive ego is to see yourself as part of a collective ecosystem or organism. You are a part of something bigger taking place. Passion or unconditional love as the essence of passion, yes, is the fabric of all that is. It is the higher frequency of everything that exists. And therefore, 
when you are feeling this frequency, you are in touch with those higher levels of creation. You can note that as you feel this frequency, other people come to feel this frequency too. Such as, as the channel brings through this energy, people around the world get to tune into this energy, and then it ripples out through them. So you do the same thing in your life. And ego, when you create a sense of limited self, constrains you to thinking that you are a separate part of a machine, rather than you exist as the entire thing this energy of passion as it expresses through you ripples out to the world around you so start to see this passion as proof that you are interconnected and one with everything around you to make a contract with your ego let's reflect on this a second It is to remember when you are in these higher frequency states that you may return to lower dimensional states later and make a promise to yourself that you will remember the feeling of that great passion and expansion when you sink into the low that you will always remember those experiences and let them guide you towards greater connection. Uh, the fear that is arising uh, regarding uh, connecting uh, to, to the whole is that I I may look some to say so to say uh, lose myself. Like I I feel my ego is fearing that. So if uh, I make contract with my ego that it allows me to dip more into the uh, unconditional love then uh, it may be useful for for me and yes. i will but also... you cannot lose yourself there's no way that you would dip so far into this frequency that you would start to blend bodies with another person you are complete and whole you experience a physical body therefore you have perfect boundaries you cannot lose yourself but here's the thing is that that fear is really reflecting to you this awareness that the ego is an illusion. Mm -hmm. Because once you don't have this physical body anymore, those boundaries won't be there. And energy will ripple and move through you more seamlessly. And this is a state of great bliss, actually. So don't be afraid of that state don't be afraid of that shedding of meanness of the eye sense because the eye sense helps you in navigating your physical reality but your eye sense often prevents you from ascending 
to higher levels of non-physical reality. Because the more you go into these, these higher non-physical state, states, the eye sense dissolves more. Just as we've said that you have soul counterparts and that you have past and future incarnations. If you want to be able to connect with them, you have to let go a little bit more of the I sense, just as the channel has to be able to let go of the concept and story of Dante in order to bring in the energy of the soul counterpart that speaks on behalf of the Pleiadian Council. In order to ascend to these higher dimensional states, you have to let go of the stories that you tell about yourself and the very idea of you as an individual separate self. And this will let you and support you incredibly so in establishing contact with your higher self and all of the other past and future incarnations that may support you in doing what it is you really need to do in this incarnation. Mm-hmm. So it uh, sounds to me like educating myself and my ego, of course, that uh, connecting is is okay and expanding yes. it's also okay for, for me. <laughs> yes. And it's, again, actually so much more simple. It's remembering that Your ego exists because you choose to believe that. It is not definitive. It is not solid. It's a choice to create the construct of ego. And when you understand that, you will allow yourself to reconstruct yourself in the ways that suit you whenever you wish. Your personality is a construct. The story of your life is a construct. All of this is something that you choose to make up. And when you wake up in the morning, you choose to reconstruct. But when you really understand this, you'll understand that it is also a choice to do it a different way. You can reconstruct yourself a different way. But habitually, when you come back from that higher dimensional experience that you experience every single time you go to sleep, you reconstruct yourself in the same way that you normally do. And that's, again, why we say that morning ritual of waking yourself with consciousness is so important because when you come back, you are reconstructing yourself. And when you wake up, you have the power to reconstruct yourself in a new way. Your ego is a fabrication. It's not really fundamentally real. It's a real experience, but it is not foundational to who you are. Who you are is beyond the construct and story of the ego. One moment. All right, let us continue. So there's a um, question in the Zoom chat. Yes. 
Um, it says, during my meditation, I allow my physical mind to be aware of only my energetic body and my higher self to guide the rest without any meditation techniques. I often feel some energetic pain in the right half of my body. Um, is this an energetic cleansing process? Am I on the right track up for awareness of the invisible and more esoteric experiences? Thank you. You are. You are on the right track. You're doing exactly what you need to do. If this is what you are excited about doing, allow yourself to go through that process. The energetic transformation on the right side of your body is bringing that masculine component into alignment. It's letting your physical mind come to learn how to cooperate with your higher mind. And so this permission slip you're playing with of allowing your higher self to guide you is very much that. You're surrendering entire control of your personal notion of what to do and letting your higher self be the teacher. And so continue to practice and play in this way. It can be fun and can be useful when you feel passionate about it to play with other meditation techniques just as a way to exercise your mind and your soul. But this technique that you're doing is working perfectly for the purpose that it serves. Thank you. Um, so there are some questions in the YouTube chat. All right. The first one is, um, why is my wife so attracted to them compared to other mainstream channeling messages like you? And attracted sure. to Yeah, they say attracted to them, but it's not clear what they mean by what? them. Read the question one more time. Why is my wife so attracted to them compared to other mainstream channeling messages like you? Oh, we don't yeah. know if we're mainstream. We might have a message similar to some of those on the mainstream. Then we sense that there is a sort of similarity in the message of them to something that conditioned your wife in the past. Perhaps it is the teaching of a religion or a family member that is still lodged in the subconscious. And so this other teacher or teaching resonates with something that they have been programmed to believe and they enjoy to some extent, that fear basis or the distortions that come through there because it gives them a greater sense of safety. There is a certain level of fear that they have of truly letting go and surrendering and going beyond certain notions of good and bad that is required to be able to integrate messages like our cell, our own message that you are referring to. And she is presently unwilling to do that. Thank you, Plating Council. Yes. Um, the next question says, dear ones, could you share about financial abundance?
There are many ways to experience financial abundance. As we've said initially, many of you choose to go against the truth of your own heart in coming to experience financial abundance. And when you do this, often you disconnect yourself from the abundance of love or the abundance of health or another form of abundance. So remember that abundance is the ability to do what you need to do when you need to do it. So, for example, there are many people who overwork themselves to the point of having conditions with their heart or another part of their body due to stress and so on and so forth. There are those who become tycoons and contain and possess large amounts of money, yet they are having to have an immense degree of emotional disconnection with others as a result of this. Because in order to make the decisions that they make on a daily basis, they have to disconnect themselves from other people in order to consent to harming them with their choices. And when they do this, this is of great harm to the heart. You can note that one of the Rockefellers had to have an incredible amount of heart replacement because the choices they make compress and contract their heart in immense ways. Now, we say this, first of all, because some of you think that you will just get financial abundance by being in spiritual alignment. But you have to simultaneously be in spiritual alignment as much as you are in alignment with deep levels of self-worth and value in order to find that emotionally and spiritually sustainable way of experiencing financial abundance. So many of you will have stories that limit you from being able to charge for things that you are genuinely excited about. One common story as it comes to healing and spirituality is that it is something that is meant to be free. That this energy comes freely from source, so therefore it is supposed to be free. However, you only have so much time. Your time is, by definition, finite. You will die. So when you understand this, you can come to understand that you're not charging for your innate ability as much as you are charging for the time and energy that goes into sharing. Now, when you look at your religions, you will see that nothing is ever free. Many of your religions are encouraging you to donate one-tenth of all that you have to the religion. Almost all expressions of spirituality come with that level of financial exchange. And this internalized belief that spirituality or whatever needs to be free is actually the internalized belief that religions impressed upon people like nuns and so on and so forth to make them, in a sense, pawns of the religion. And so many people who have these beliefs are making connections with past life memories 
in which soul counterparts took vows of poverty and so on and so forth. You have to deconstruct these stories and recognize that even if these gifts come to you from a very innate place, they have value. Now, other beliefs relate very much to your sense of worth. If you don't believe you're worthy or that your gifts are worthy, you cannot really charge for them. So you have to put your own price tag on, for example, your art or creativity. You have to be able to say, I'm worth this much. You have to be able to say that this is what it's worth. And if you have trouble doing that, You have to look at where those beliefs come from and apply the teachings we've shared about deconstructing them so that you are able to believe in your worth, believe in your value. And of course, all of this comes back into the level of passion as well. Because if you are not giving yourself over to an employer and you are choosing to bring about financial abundance on your own, you have to let that energy of passion be what magnetically attracts other people to you. And that isn't to say that all of you need to be self-employed. There's benefits to working to an employer. It might serve serve many of you much better to do so. Though you will have to choose that form of employment that you're really passionate about because that's what will allow you to be emotionally supported in doing what financially supports you. And remember that there are different ways of doing things that elicit passion as well. This formula is about doing what you're passionate about, but it's also about doing things the way that you are passionate about doing them. So by applying little changes to the way that you do your routines and day-to-day life, you may very well find that you are able to elicit a greater sense of passion and a greater sense of connection in doing what you're doing. And yes, this energy of passion is magnetic and it will pull towards you those people who need exactly what you're sharing and what you're offering. Thank you, Plating Council. Um, and the next question in the chat, uh, it says, in my reality, I have to study the necessary subjects such as NCS and electricity to join the company. Is there any ways to make these studies more exciting? Imagine your living or passion in the moment. Imagine what this is leading you to. It's leading you to the future outcome that's ideally bringing you to this job that you're passionate about. So hold on to that image, hold on to that idea as you're doing it. And knowing that it's bringing you where you're intending to go, it might make it a little bit more exciting. Study in the moments that it's exciting for you. You might want to do this study, perhaps in beautiful places in nature. 
You might want to do it while listening to music that you enjoy. You might want to take many breaks. Remember that you put yourself in an environment as you do it, and the environment includes everything around you and everything that you're consuming and hearing and so on and so forth. So put yourself in a positive environment whenever you do anything. And this will support you in enjoying things that perhaps are a little bit more tedious to you. Thank you, planning council. Are, is there any questions in the Zoom room at the moment? No? Okay. Um, there are some more questions in the um, YouTube chat, but please let me know, um, Ch Dante Chandler, if... Um, yes, let's long... continue. Okay. Um, so the next question, um, my father-in-law has early dementia and is afraid of all things in his reality. Is there any way to alleviate his mental issues for him, his wife, and his daughter? Thanks. Physical touch allows for oxytocin to be produced, and this itself is a relaxing hormone that can support him and any others in a similar situation in finding grounding. Also, things that support positive sensory stimulus might also be helpful. Perhaps there are massage toys and things that he can play with. Perhaps there are certain things that he really likes to look at. Perhaps there are programs on the television or movies that he once loved very much or music that he loved very much. Make sure that you bring in a lot of positive reinforcing stimulus. Also, there are certainly anti-inflammatory foods that can be very useful in these cases. While it will not reverse the process of dementia at this point, it might support an alleviation of some of the symptoms. These would be turmeric mixed with black pepper and lion's mane mushroom, for example. These in supplement form can be incredibly helpful in situations of this nature. Thank you, Pleading Council. Um, the next question says... What advice do you have for those who have troubles crying? Do you have a fear of your own emotions? Are you holding on to a sense of having to protect yourself from being vulnerable. Oftentimes, people who have these fears were in situations in which they were not able to express their emotions. They might have been around caregivers or others who were emotionally or physically violent. And 
if they cried or expressed their emotions, that energy would be directed towards them. So it's important to remember that you are now in a situation in which you are safe, that you are now in a situation in which you are able to love yourself. And by bringing that energy of love in, you might allow yourself to go deeper into this experience. We would encourage you in this situation to, every time that you are alone and passing by a mirror, hold your hand to your heart and say, I love you and you're safe three times. And reinforcing this positive, self-loving energy towards yourself, when you encounter this reflection of self again and again, will bring you to a place where you get closer and closer to this emotion and your ability to release and feel deeply. Another thing we would encourage is to hold your hands on your heart as you're waking up or as you're going to sleep and to connect with trees. Trees can be very grounding and helpful in allowing emotions to move and release. The plant teacher known as cacao can also be very helpful in connecting with emotions and emotional release and bringing to the surface that which you are ready to shed. It can also be in the form of chocolate if you don't have access to that pure cacao. But these tools, bringing in sweetness into your life, can also help you to savor the positive energy. And knowing as you're bringing in positive frequencies, the negative emotions that are still trapped will flush out because you cannot cleanse them without bringing something new and positive in. Thank you, Pleading Council. Um, There's a few more questions. Is that okay in the chat on the YouTube? Yes. Can you give insight on how learning to trust in love and trust in the imagination shapes our reality? Well, love is the essence of your reality. Everything is built out of this love. So when you trust in love, you are trusting in all that is, and you're trusting in reality. When you trust in love, you will find that the universe is always there to support you. You will find that there is greater insight and there's greater synchronicity. To trust in your imagination more is really to trust in your intuition more. So in order to do this, we would encourage you to play games with your imagination. When you go out on a walk, for example, imagine what you might encounter and even play games with the universe saying, universe, show me this number or show me this animal or show me this type of person, whatever you find most interesting and see if the universe reflects that back to you. This is a way of engaging our imagination and seeing how your imagination is interconnected with physical reality. 
you can do this with any sort of situation. Imagine what might come about and then imagine what you would prefer to come about. Connect yourself emotionally with that experience of what you would prefer. And as you allow those emotional energies to flood into your being, you will find that they come to shape the reality that you experience around you. May I have another question? Are there any more questions from the YouTube at this time? Uh, oh, sorry. I apologize. There is one one last question. All right. Um, let's finish that. Can you give any suggestions on a meditation mantra or, or process that brings more visuals into the process? A mantra is not really connected to visualization. It's more auditory. So you want to focus on a visual. So if you have a difficulty visualizing something, we would encourage you to find an image that you really enjoy. It might be a painting. It might be a photograph. It might be something you've drawn. It might be something a friend has drawn. But it is something that is uh, visible to your eyes. So study it. Get acquainted with it. And then practice closing your eyes and visualizing that thing. Visualizing something that you've already seen before is often much easier than visualizing something that you haven't seen. And once you get good at visualizing something that you already know, start to make changes to it. If it's a painting that's like a portrait, put a different face in the portrait. Or change the face slightly, making the nose longer. Playing with it in this way will help you to see that you're actually very capable of visualizing. And start to do this with many different sorts of Images that you're already familiar with. Change them. Change them to your preferences. And then start to do this with places that you see every day. You are very familiar with your bedroom. You're very familiar with your office. So while you're somewhere else, visualize that you're there in your bedroom with a miniature giraffe. Or something like that. Change that scene. Imagine what it's like if the walls were a different color. Use your fantasy to make it something fantastic. And this will help you to see that visualizing is not something all that complex. Then once you get better at visualizing something three-dimensional as well, you will be able to visualize yourself into astral planes and into more elaborate and complex experiences. Uh, Dante, can you fix your mic? It's distorted. Do some magic. Uh, 
Better? Yes, better. Okay. Okay. Okay, I okay. would like to con I yes, would like to continue. Uh, okay, uh, I would like to ask uh, what technologies uh, are about to pop up in the world. You now have these very interesting AIs that are chatting with you. And soon they might start to take a personality of their own. You will be able to construct personalities with them. You have AIs that create movies now. And soon there will be much more complexity to this. The electric cars will also change and adapt as well. You will find that there are many new sorts of technologies in related to, related to clean and free energy that are on the horizon. Though you might as a collective have to put some more energy and effort into making this possible because there are corporate investments in keeping things as they are using non-renewable sources of energy because they're more profitable. So open your eyes. Many of these tools are already available to you and encourage others to do the very same thing. So that will be all for our transmission for today. We thank you very much for participating in this interaction and for co-creating it and for allowing this energy to move into your world through the actions you take based in unconditional love. As you do this, you are changing the world. And you may come to know more of the time that you are always connected with guides and beings supporting you in this planetary ascension process. We thank you very, very, very much for participating in this interaction today. And we wish you a very fantastic rest of your day then. Thank you, Dante. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for being here. How's everybody doing? How was the session today? Good. Always good. Always insightful. How are good, you doing? Very good. Yeah, really good. Good session. Good energy. Yeah, it's very good. Wow, there was a lot of people in the live stream chat today. There was. There was a lot of YouTube questions today. Yeah, thanks for coming to YouTube, everybody, today. I guess I take that as a, a sign that um, perhaps this day, Sunday, is more um, more suited for people, is it? Is that the case? It's Monday. It's Monday? It's Monday in Asia. It's, it's Asia <laughs> Monday. But I think a lot of you are in not in Asia. <laughs> <laughs> it all works. It all works. Yeah. So, I mean, I encourage people to let, let you know, uh, let, let you know, let me know. 
about um, what day is best because I'll keep that in mind in the future. It's like it's all it's all kind of the same for me. Um, yeah. Anyway, Actually, I'm posting. I'm posting now um, the links that I posted in the Zoom chat, in the YouTube chat, um, and these are links for booking sessions. As I, I've said, these next two weeks I'm kind of available, followed by two or three weeks or something like that where I'm definitely not available. So I encourage you to book something in now before 12 April. Um, as then my schedule is going to close for a little while, I think. And um, there's a channel, there's this um, channeling your innate value, transforming beliefs around abundance and money workshop that's happening for um, six weeks, four live calls and like six hours of video and, and channeling transcript with me and a co somebody who has worked as a marketing coach in the past and has a lot of insight into that um, field. So uh, it was, it's really good stuff and stuff that I think is really going to help people transform and release. And um, there's some people already signed up for it. I'm really excited for this group. And then you can look at the details for that. It's starting basically um, same, same time as now next week one week from today is when we'll have that first class so there's one more week to hop on if you're interested in it send me an email payment plans and all of that are definitely available um and i think i said all of the things i, I posted the donation link as well if you feel like sharing for these free offerings i really appreciate that and yeah i thank you a lot for being here today um yeah anything else people want to share how was the session today how are you feeling now? Shining. Oh. <laughs> you just disappeared. <laughs> you disappeared? Really? Yeah, when you, that, when you leaned back, you just uh -huh. disappeared. <laughs> so <go>. funny. <laughs> Disappeared into the alien spaceship. Exactly. And get rid of that now. Both are pretty outside. What neighborhood are you staying in? Sakura Fu Fukuoka. Fukuoka? Fukuoka, yeah. Fukuoka or Fukuoka? Oh, it's spelled like Fuku Fukuoka, but it's just called Fukuoka. That's what, how they say it. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, right by the ocean. There's an oyster farm there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, excited for more adventures today. Today's going to be rest day. We've had some cacao ceremonies and stuff. So, anyway, you can go to, um, on YouTube, the first one's already up from yesterday, the, the um, channeling here in japan how do i fix the camera now yeah 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 so i mean it's with japanese translation so it, it comes through a lot slower but yeah it's still good stuff fun to, first time channeling with a translator oh nice, mm -hmm. nice. yeah
more possibilities for other languages. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good. Excited for you. Yeah. Okay, I think it's... What was that? I wonder, I wonder why Pleiadians doesn't do uh, meditation lately, like this transition. Because there's only 90 minutes. Um, it's, it's like a lot of energy for me to, to be doing this, right? Uh, it's kind of exhausting when I go beyond 90 minutes. And if it's full of questions and doesn't stop questions, then there's no meditation. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Dante, as always. Appreciate you. Welcome. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, thanks very much. I gotta move on. Ciao for now. Okay. Have a great day, everybody, and see you next time, hopefully. Have a nice day. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Bye.